ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into the Sixers versus Raptors game four recap. Of course, I'm your boy, Parcero Philly. Really appreciate you guys watching on. And if you're watching this live, we're a little late for this one. We had a fantastic day uh, with the Philly sports guy at Dolan's at Dolan's bar in Ridley Park, Delco. Yes, sir. Uh, we're raising money and uh, for autism awareness. We're hanging out with Swoop, Jordan Maialata. We had a blast hanging out with Kyle Carberry, Kata High, Philly sports guy, and of course, a Philly sports tiktokers uh so i got home um right around around seven o'clock i've got myself to re-watch this i re-watched this game here uh so i can get myself more you know because when i'm out i watch but it's not the same way when you're like in the zone i got i got it on dvr so i can fast forward rewind rewatch play so it was much more convenient and so now i can get you guys the my full depth what I felt with uh, today, of course, the Philadelphia 76ers in game four are not able to complete the sweep against the Toronto Raptors. They fall 110 to 102. Look, this is the NBA. This is a really solid Toronto Raptors team, and I don't fault the Sixers for falling to the Toronto Raptors. It was going to be a really tough job to sweep these boys, and they could not just complete it. But when I'm looking at this game and what I was looking for from game three, Obviously, in game three, we did not hold the lead. We did not have a lead for the entirety of that game. Toronto really put the foot on the gas pedal and kind of kept it forward. But the Sixers did a really good job of staying in. And they played hard ball basketball. And it paid off in the end, as we all know, with one of the most memorable playoff experiences in Sixers history. And But this game was felt a little bit different. Uh, it, it, it just it wasn't the same free flowing game. There was a lot, lot, a lot more mistakes being going on. And of course, we'll get to the refereeing, which is a main topic of today's loss. But the main thing that a lot of us were looking at heading into this game was obviously the breaking news that came out yesterday with Joel Embiid's thumb. And for right now, he is going to be playing with it. We don't know how the, the severity of this is, but it seems as if he is going to play through it. And that's all really that we could ask for. So really, we were all just looking to see how Joel Embiid would hold up with this thumb in a, uh, in a, in a, in a an opportunity to punch your ticket into the second round. But uh, it really it really gave us a big surprise. And this is a, this one. It's a little bit different from the meniscus injury that we went through last year. And I know as Sixers fans, like we're sick and tired of Joel Embiid going through injuries and playoffs when we need him the most. But, you know, last year he suffered the meniscus in the middle of a game. And that was the game where Washington was able to get the dub. And this one came before game four. And Joel is going to have now two games to get himself ready with that thumb going forward. Hopefully we can move on past uh, Monday and we can get ready for the next game but let's get to this game guys real quick though I do want to say what's going on what's happening we got Facebook we got YouTube we got Twitter and of course we got TikTok guys keep dropping your comments questions and concerns in both comment sections YouTube of course and TikTok as well keep dropping those comments in the comment section we'll be reading those comments questions and concerns throughout the the, uh, the game recap and of course I just put in the link in the comment section here on YouTube, if you guys want to come on in and hop on in the show and give us your thoughts on this game for loss for the Philadelphia 76ers, that is out for you guys right now. And you guys are more than welcome to come on in. Same thing on TikTok. If you guys want to come on in the show, all you got to do, hit the link tree in my bio. We actually have the link to my YouTube channel as well. Come on in here. Hit the subscribe button to join the family. And then come on in here and let's talk Sixers, Raptors, or any NBA talk you want to have. But let's talk about let's let's talk about what went down in this game. So to start off in the first half in the first quarter, it was really all right off the bat a back and forth battle between both of these teams. They were punching blow for blow. 
Uh, no one really went on a substantial run in that first quarter. But I would say for the Sixers, Tobias Harris really set the tone in that first quarter with both plays on both sides of the court. And I really felt like he really brought that energy to start it off. I thought he did a really good job. But of course, like we mentioned before this, Joel Embiid's uh, thumb, that was a question mark. And to start off, you can clearly tell he was definitely playing with some uncomfortability. And he was definitely uncomfortable with that thumb going forward in that quarter. But it was definitely a weird quarter. I mean, when you got a quarter where Shake Milton's dropping five points in, in the midst of a less than a minute, you had vintage Thaddeus Young in this game. He's, he came in late into that first quarter, gave the rap key points to really spark some energy uh, for that Raptors team. It would finish with 13 points. It wasn't, it really started to feel like, and, and I remember I was looking at King Kyle, King Kyle Carberry, and I'm thinking to myself, is this going to be another Lou Will situation last year where Lou Will in game five in Philadelphia just helps the the Hawks come back and he drops like 23 points on the Sixers head. Now, luckily, Thaddeus Young wasn't able to do too much damage, but he really provided an offensive spark. There was an instance where he gets the ball, makes one little shaky move, and then he, he scores over Joel Hans and Bede. And it got the crowd wound up, and it looked like vintage Thaddeus Young. And he played 30 minutes here in this game. And he's really been a board leader for the Raptors in the series. He only had five points. He really contributed his play um, on the offensive side. He did pick up four personal. So he got himself into some trouble, which is why he probably didn't play more minutes. But Thaddeus Young really gave the, the Raptors some big, a big spark throughout the entire game. Scotty Barnes checked in midway through the first quarter, and I, you guys know we've talked about this before. I really am glad to see Scotty get back out there. Um, I really did, hated to see him go down in game one. I am a competitor. I want to see the best possible uh, team out there against the 76ers. And no, I don't want to. I don't want to have an easy win. And it was good to see him as someone who has been uh, someone. He's been fun to watch as an outsider, as a basketball peer. He's been someone who's been fun to watch thus far this season. Of course, he uh, got the standing ovation from the, from the Raptors crowd. That was but probably felt very special for him. And, of course, congratulations not only for getting back in this game, but also winning Rookie of the Year. I believe he they announced that today. So congratulations to Scotty Barnes in a class, a rookie class that was very, very good, to say the least, thus far in this season. But congratulations to Scotty Barnes. He really did a great job. But at the end of the at the end of one, a back and forth battle would be tied up 24-24. And speaking of Scotty Barnes, to start off the second quarter, um, you had Scotty Barnes suffer an injury right away. Reading the top in the right in the first play of the second quarter, um, off of a pick and roll, Paul Reed literally setting up the pick, and Scotty Barnes is is just literally chasing James Harden. And his foot just gets caught on Paul Reed's foot. And then he goes down yet again. Now, luckily, he did finish the game. He would come back in the game. But it was like, holy crap. He comes back in the game and he already gets hurt. Yikes. You really fell for that. But kudos to him that he he finished out the game. But definitely uh, a scare, to say the least. But um, in this quarter, the Raptors would be able to take advantage of some of these possessions as they would find themselves with a 10-point lead with less than six minutes left into the was the largest lead they had in that quarter. Um, the Sixers had a four-point lead in the beginning of the of the the, uh, the second quarter, which was the largest lead they had in the entire game, and that was the last time they would hold a lead in this game. Uh, but to close out the quarter, 
to be down five is definitely something that we uh, that that was something that we didn't anticipate. The fact that they uh, the Raptors played a much better quarter and it was cool. It was crazy to see that um, all these turnovers, all these bad shots. And yet the Sixers are only down five going into halftime. And of course, we saw the image where Fred Van Vliet literally out of frustration. He left the game with a hip injury. We'll have to see what's the word on his injury status for game five tomorrow. But he rips his freaking jersey as he's walking off the court. And that was definitely one of the uh, key, one of the uh, memorable moments of this game. And again, like I said, we'll see what happens uh, in game f- in, uh, in for game five. But third quarter was another seesaw battle. Sixers and the Raptors chase are uh, trading blow for blow. Uh, the Raptors would go into the fourth quarter with a three point lead and then became the Pascal Siakam ha- uh, show in the fourth quarter. He scores 15 of his 34 points in that quarter. And Pascal Siakam straight up showed up in that quarter when he really needed it at, at the most. Of course, the calls is the story of this game. They were pretty bad, to say the least. We'll get to that in a second. That was really the narrative of that fourth quarter. But James Harden really stepped up a big time in that fourth quarter, scoring the first eight points, really setting the tone and really creating some offense, which Joel Embiid still nursing that thumb. And, of course, Tyrese Maxey was not really getting involved in the game as we've seen him in previous games, which we'll also get to in a second. But too many bad shot selections were really killing the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and we saw the backups come in at the end of the game. And that would really be it for the Sixers um, as they just – it really wasn't their game. Uh, from, the, from the jump, you kind of felt it. I mean, even like – it really felt like – and I don't like being the pessimist uh, as, as a Philly sports fan – but it really felt like once that news dropped yesterday about Joel's thumb, it really felt a cloud of negativity around the Sixers team. And unfortunately, it kind of carried over into this game. But the good news is, is that we have another opportunity tomorrow night to close out this Raptors team, give them the gentleman sweep. Again, it would be it's it's it, it would be tough to sweep this team. And it, things happen for a reason, as I always say. But look, to start off, Toronto, the Toronto Raptors were in desperation mode. They were facing elimination, and this is what a team like the Toronto Raptors, as much as we've been clowning Nick Nurse, and finally Nick Nurse has been crying so much, and he got exactly what he wanted. He got calls that were going his way. The The Toronto Raptors had 10 more foul, uh, foul shot opportunities than the Philadelphia 76ers, and so it, it worked into their favor. But look, they, besides the referees being on their side, they stepped up as a whole. They really finally played a complete game, really put the foot on the gas pedal. And I saw a lot of what killed us in the regular season come into this game four. Um, behind Pascal Siakam, we really have to start off with that. We mentioned his 15 of his 34 points being scored within that fourth quarter. So he really stepped up when it mattered the most for the, for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, he finished with eight boards as well. But look, people have been criticizing Pascal Siakam in Canada and national media. He is the star. He's the leader of the Toronto Raptors. This is his team by all means. And he answered the call. People wanted him to step up. He scored 12 points in a game three loss in a game where they had the lead for the entire game and they could not close it out. And so his, this star player, this leader of the Raptors really stepped up when he needed most. And again, that is the NBA. That is what's going to happen. Star players have to step up and he answered the call. But um, especially when Gary Van Vliet, um, I'm sorry, Gary Trent Jr. provided a lot of offense, especially from the wing, especially from the guard position when Fred Van Vliet went down. Now, look, 
the Raptors shot 26% from the three-point line, and that's because Fred VanVleet decided to put up 10 threes. Now, he did knock down three, which definitely helps, but my man put up 10 threes. He said, screw this shit. Gary Trent Curry, you feel me? Just you putting up those three-point shots, but I do have to give him I do have to give him some credit because he's been battling uh, illness that that's been undisclosed, and he really felt like he said himself. He felt like he felt like the most like himself in this game four, and so kudos to him, and he really stepped up. But obviously, we mentioned um, that young providing thirteen points coming off the bench. The vintage Thad Young. That listen, Thad Young in his prime was a great. He came in that era where um, your power forward was essentially your twin tower. You had another guy who would get some boards and get some buckets down in the paint. Not like these stretch fours that you kind of see today. And now in today's day and age, Thad Young is more of five. Back then, he was more of a four. And he was doing a lot of the things that he was doing back then. Getting down, down and dirty in the boards. Hitting some uh, some close range shots, some, some mid-range jumpers. Um, and of course, crashing the bu- the boards as well. Uh, but cu- again, we have to give kudos to Toronto uh, for stepping up and uh, and avoiding elimination. Um, I know a lot of people want to blame the referees for this game, and the calls were not good. And I will admit that, especially in crunch time situations, it was really freaking bad. I mean. I don't know how you don't see three guys slapping Joel Embiid as he's going for a board and you don't call anything. I get it. We've talked about this before. I we literally have I've prepared you guys for this. There was going to be moments in both game three and game four where the calls were going to go towards the Toronto side because that's just how the NBA referees work, where whoever's the home team are going to get the majority of the calls. But that's why I told you guys you cannot, for Joel Embiid and James Harden, you cannot continue looking for those calls, especially when you're in Toronto, knowing that the referees are going to give more of the calls to the Raptors. So that we all kind of knew that was going to happen. But I can't just blame this loss on referees when I don't feel like the, the, the best game was played by the Philadelphia 76ers. There's too many bad shot selections. They look slow out there. Toronto was dictating the pace of the game. They were doing a lot of the good things. We uh, the the board, the the boards, the rebounds. Again, they killed us on the offensive boards. They had a thirteen to our six offensive boards, and of course, that is not going to get the job done. You cannot allow a team like the Toronto Raptors multiple opportunities to get possessions to score more points. And that I can't I can't kill the refereeing too much with that. You got to you got to take care of what you can control. In, in life and in basketball, that, that is something you got to live by. And the Sixers had to control what they could, and that is their play. So, all right, let's look at some of our boys. So I want to start off with Joel Embiid, obviously. Um, he was the story. He's, I mean, he's obviously the story of this team. But the the thumb thing is really what we have been focusing on. And in this game, it's an adjustment period. I do have the faith he's going to be okay. It'll take him a couple games. But 21 points off with eight boards. Obviously, that is not Joel like um, that is not Joel like numbers, and the fact of the matter is, he wasn't really too efficient. Forty three from the field, uh, of course, only attempted one three. So, Joel typically is trigger happy from three point line. He's used to putting three, four, five attempts from the three point line. Only took one here today, and he was seven nine from the free throw line. So, look at the end of the day. This is the playoffs. There's a lot of people going through injuries. I mean, we just saw what's going on with Chris Middleton. 
Devin Booker. Those are big losses for big teams. Literally, the two teams that were in the NBA Finals last year, right? So Joel Embiid has is has enough for what it takes to play in this in these in this game in the series in these playoffs. So he's gonna have to figure out a way to manage the pain with with this thumb. It, it is tough because it is on his shooting uh, shooting hand, and I do understand that. But these these are the playoffs. How bad do you want it? And I've also seen him go through worse. I mean, the meniscus, literally, you have to run. And that was his knee. And he played through that Atlanta series and the end of that Washington series on a t- partially torn meniscus or a torn meniscus. So I have every faith that every bit of faith that Joel Embiid will figure this out and he will be okay. And he's he's definitely motivated. He he, he walked off of uh, Scotty Bank Arena with the chip on his shoulder, talking smack, and as he should, I liked it. I like that edge that he's playing. He's going to come back here, and he's going to give it his all because he wants to close out this game. It would have been nice to close out the game here today to give Joel Embiid some extra time to rest that thumb, but it'll it'll definitely be okay. But kudos to Toronto as well. Um, I maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't say I agree with the game plan because there was times where Toronto players were attacking and and really uh, targeting Joel's thumb. And I get it. Joel is probably the only reason why they can't get through this series. And so you're going to go and try and take down the strength of the Philadelphia 76ers. But I don't like the dirty play. It is what it is. But uh, Toronto, besides that, I saw literal double teams off ball. Like Joel Embiid didn't have the ball. And they were literally double teaming Joel Embiid. That was crazy. That was definitely crazy to see. But that those are opportunities you got to kill. You got to you got to kill the Raptors on that because if they're going to double team off with Joel Embiid off the ball, there was got, like Tyrese Maxey, George's Niang, Danny Green, guys like that were wide open in the on the wing. You got to find a way to get the ball to those guys. And if they're going to do that, then we got to we got to take that and take what we can and get and get what we can from a lot of those plays. But let's talk about Tyrese Maxey because look. I won't say he had a bad game. I just don't think he was involved in much into this game. And he also wasn't that efficient either. And that happens as well. But 11 points here tonight or today. He finished uh, 33 per, 33% from the field and 33% from the three-point line. <clears throat> so like I mentioned, not that effect, not that efficient on the day. But he typically takes closer to 20 attempts on, from the field. And he really he came alive in the second half again. But when he scores 20 or 20 points or more, this team typically wins and typically is playing much, much better, especially offensively. Look, we all know James Harden, which we'll get to in in a second, but we know his style of play. He's not going to be as aggressive, although I felt like he played more aggressive than I have seen him in these since maybe game one. That's that's debatable. But regardless, when Tyrese Maxey is involved, this offense is flowing much, much better. And we got to find a way to get him more involved. Uh, going in the future, but Elias Harris really again providing um, production on both ends of the basketball court. He's really been big in that in that aspect. Fifteen points here today, fifty-eight point three percent from the field, twenty-five percent from the three-point line. He only knocked down one with four attempts, and that's that. It is what it is. But um, look, I, I, I'll, again, we gave credit to Pascal Siakam. He got the best of Tobias Harris in that second half and in, in that fourth quarter as well. Um, but you know, Pascal was not just cooking him. They were doing great jobs of getting those switches and finding those defensive mismatches. So Pascal can eat like guys like George's Niang, right? Um, but he 
He has been a big part of the Sixers team. He's been one of the most important, consistent pieces that the Sixers have had in this series for all four of these games. He's going to continue doing that, to say the least. But um, today, the one constant as well was James Harden, like I mentioned. 22 points he finished here today. He was 5 of 17 from the field. Now, I get that. And his three-point percentage was not that efficient uh, either. 25% from the, from the three-point line. Um, he did he did go to the foul line 11 times, as we all know how James Harden has been. But um, look, in the fourth quarter, when you needed to get a run going and Pascal Siakam starting to heat up, he scored the first eight points for the Philadelphia 76ers in that fourth quarter. And that was very big uh, for them, to say the least. The one thing I will say about James Harden, he did take up those shots. And that was one criticism I had in game three. When you're open for a millisecond, you got to take that shot. Unfortunately, today he took the shots, but he was not, and that was problem with the Sixers and James Harden here tonight. So he's going to have to be able to knock down those three. But we all know his creative ability, how he gets people involved in the game. Tonight's rotation was eight deep. We saw George Yang with 22 minutes and nine points, and he did get fouled out. Jeez, uh, Louise, George's Yang. His his lack of athletic ability really kills him on the defensive gl uh, glass or defensive end of the court, they literally were just attacking him when he's on the court. Especially when Pascal sees George's Niang, like his eyes just glow up because he just smells blood and he knows to attack him. And they and this, the Raptors just know to attack him as well, getting on getting him on the switches and just get him moving. That off ball really kills him as well, especially when Toronto's got athletic wing players as well. But Man, oh, man, that's why he got fouled out with about six minutes left into the fourth quarter. Paul Reed, nine minutes, eight points. Paul Reed continuing to make most of his minutes. And look, he, to me, I still don't get why he didn't get those opportunities in the regular season. I see someone who is making taking advantage of this opportunity. He's not scared of this moment. We're talking playoffs right now, and this dude literally is playing defense for this team he made two three now one of those threes came in garbage time but two the two threes here today he was not scared to take those threes he, we know how important it is for big men to actually space the court out these days as well and he's can guard from the wing as well from from beyond the arc as well he can he can be a rim protector too like he can do a little a little bit of everything he's got the athletic ability and that wingspan and he's really stepped up when you kind of really needed it. Eight eight minutes here tonight as well. Literally in the beginning of the second quarter, Doc Rivers ran Paul Reed for seven minutes. So good to see Paul Reed taking advantage of this opportunity. Shake Millen finished 15 minutes, and he had seven points. And then, like I mentioned at the end of the game, Doc Rivers didn't put it. He did it, put it for a can cork. Moss cork, it was in the game. Uh, we also saw Jaden Springer. The debut of I think this is the debut of the season. Uh, we talked we talked about Jaden Springer on the six game recaps. He's been doing this thing out in Delaware, and it's good to see him getting some recognition and getting some playing time with the Philadelphia 76ers in playoff time, some garbage time, some two minutes or so that he got to play. Uh, and we also got uh, we also got to see Isaiah Joe, who knocked down a tray as well. But look, at the end of the day, um the Sixers energy was concerning in this game like what i mentioned the offensive rebounds 13 to 6 that again that every time you you know what the toronto raptors are they're going to work their ass off. they're going to get those little things the boards 
the turnovers, the fast break points, the points off the turnovers. They're going to do all those little things to kind of get the victory. And tonight, the offensive rebounds, like I mentioned, 21 fast break points for the Toronto Raptors as well. Like we talk about, the Raptors are a young athletic basketball team they like to dictate the pace of the game and when you allow them to do that you're uh, you're you're royally fucked okay you're literally royally fucked because that is the bread and butter for the toronto raptors are going to kill you in that transition and for the sixers they look slow for most of this game as well so um i could i really could not believe the sixers did make it close regardless despite of how like lackluster their energy was at times throughout this game and it just really felt like between the crowd really getting loud and getting into it, I don't know if the Sixers allow that to get to them. They didn't allow allow that to get to them in Game Three, as I really felt like they were making. They were, it was a close game throughout the the entire game, um, and I don't know exactly what it was, but it was crazy that they made it that close. I mean, the largest lead was fourteen for the Toronto Raptors tonight, um, but they have to get better at it. They have to get. They have to play. Um, uh, a more sharp game in game five if they want to close this out. But um, the image of the Sixers on the sideline, and what I mean is Joel Embiid sitting between Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. Joel Embiid's got his arm around uh, James Harden. It it exemplifies what is going to happen in game five. Everything is going to be okay. These things happen in the NBA playoffs. You're not going to sweep a team like the Toronto Raptors. It was really far-fetched to think that we were going to be able to sweep the Toronto Raptors. They have guts. They have they have balls, essentially. Um, they Obviously, they got the calls going their way here today, but I knew they were just not going to just lay down and allow us to kind of sweep them. This these things happen in the NBA. I mean, heck, we let we allowed the Washington Wizards to get the uh, get a game last year, so that is definitely bound to happen. But one thing that is concerning is both this game and in Game Three. The Sixers did struggle. The Sixers generally did struggle in both of these games. Toronto really held the lead for a lot of both, a lot of both game three and game four. Um, obviously, the pace is something we have talked about in game three and game four. Now, obviously, we all know we'll have Matisse Thibel available for game five, and he will be fresh uh, as he will be able to play in Philadelphia. Well, I really hope that Matisse Thibel has a bounce back game. We talked about it after game two. His demeanor really seemed down after game two. So I want to come, I want him to come back out there, be the typical Matisse style that we all love with that big smile on his face, just loving the game of basketball and just making plays defensively. He offensively, he is a liability at times, but we do know that he can make plays on defense that can change games around. And we we might need that in game five. I want to put these guys away. I don't want to stress throughout game five. Let's put them away early. Let's start focusing on round two. Um, and and I, I, the last thing we need is any scares game game two with what we have with this team. All right. We know this team can blow leads. We know Doc Rivers' narrative is that as well. Um, so I want to make sure that we can we can take care, take advantage of this um, as we'll have home court again back at center on day night. And hopefully the crowd is rocking the same way Toronto's crowd was rocking here today. And uh, let's 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 end this series, guys. Let us end this series. What's going on, D Sus? What's what's happening, man? I appreciate the love, man. The grind don't stop. The grind does not stop whatsoever. We got M Herbs, uh, twenty six Fly Eagles flies. Let's get it. Uh, we got Patrick D Rousseau. Gabe, thank you so much for the for the crown. I appreciate that. Uh, we coming back in five. Absolutely, Patrick. I appreciate you coming on in, man. 
absolutely. We'll take care of game five. That's that's for sure, my man. Uh, Billy, what's happening, man? Sixers better win Monday. They can win at home, not on the road. Yeah, listen, we got the win on, on Wednesday, right? And that was big, but you're going to be at home. The crowd's going to be rocking. I'm curious who's going to be ringing the bell, too. They're going to bounce back. I, I truly believe it, man. For real. Exactly, Patrick. For real. Uh, baseball lover. How about those Yankees fans, huh? <laughs> How about those Yankees fans? Phillies, uh, Philly fans were the worst, huh? I thought Philly fans were the worst. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What's up, Brian? What's going on, brother? Uh, Tobias Harris is playing a little bit better in the game and trying to get in the zone to zone coverage. Uh, absolutely. I, I thought the, the Sixers did a really good job as well. They've been doing this throughout the series of calling the zone defense to kind of slow down the pace of the Toronto Raptors. Toronto just freaking running up and down the basketball court and throwing that zone defense really did throw them off. And that was a great call by Doc Rivers for sure. <coughs> Excuse me. What's up, Brainell? What's going on, brother? Zook. Yeah, refs, refs were, de were definitely bad. They were definitely, I'm not going to take that away. Uh, but you still you still played a bad game yourself as well. So um, you can't you can't have both. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You can't have both. Um, Embiid looks exhausted in pain. Um, I, I wouldn't say he was exhausted. Phys I think it's just he was just mentally drained with just trying to block out the pain of that thumb. It, it, it probably is affecting him. It, it really depends on where the sprain is on the thumb. And that'll that that way we can determine how much of pain or what his limitations are exactly uh with that with that thumb injury being on his shooting hand it's really got to be tough and you could tell today he did not have that touch on that on, on that wrist or on that jumper on that shot i should say that he usually does he usually has a soft touch on that and he it just was not um as soft today uh danny green maxi and bench scoring couldn't hit his shots Lack of scoring while missing 20 of 30 open shots. Got to be uh, adjusting in the next game. Look, Danny is a shooter, right? We know that's what he does. He's going to spot up you typically on the corners, and he's going to shoot the ball when he gets the ball. And that's just you just know that's going to happen. I mean, seven attempts here today. I think he made, what, three uh, three three-pointers here today? Two. I, I, my, I apologize. So he made two. Yeah, he had six points. That makes sense. That would make sense, right? Uh, so he made, made two three-points today. So he that that's just bound to happen with Danny Green, and he had an off game here today, a, a little bit of an, a little bit. I wouldn't say too much because expectations, right? We know what Danny Green is. He's big for his veteran leadership. He's going to give you some good performances like he has throughout the series. So I'm not really stressing out uh, with Danny Green as well, and, and Tyrese Maxey. He's a youngster, um, and I also do think that the offense could have been surrounded more by Tyrese Maxey, especially. When you need a bucket, especially when you can tell Joel Embiid was definitely feeling it as well. <clears throat> uh, I wish he would stay upright. Mans falls down like uh, seven times a game. Are you are you talking about Joel Embiid? What are you talking about there, uh, Zook? Zrook? I don't know how to pronounce your or your name. I do apologize there. Thaddeus Young can get enough scoring and improving his potential, of getting enough playing time. I mean, Thad Young is an older player, so it, he is what he is, and, and I think Nick Nurse knows that, but he does bring some veteran leadership, and he brings some rim protection for the Toronto Raptors, and he gave he gave him some offensive production there as well. I mean, he was driving to the basket, um, and so for Thad, they know what they have in Thad, and I, and I think he's kind, kind of like what Danny agree with us. He provides a lot of veteran leadership as well. The guy who's been around the loop for a long time and also had some playoff runs with the Philadelphia 76ers. 
Joel Embiid has to be scoring 40-plus points a game in Game 5, and James Harden got to be more physical, a lot more aggressive to step up. Uh, I will agree with the second part. The first part, I wouldn't expect for Joel Embiid to drop 40 points in Game 5, realistically maybe 30, but we need to be able to have a complete performance by our entire team to get this job, to get the job done. Remember, this thumb is still going to be affecting him. He's still going to be working out excuse me, how to still play at an effective level with this thumb injury that he has. So it's going to, it's, he's going to have some trial and tribulations in game five. And that means everybody else has to step up. And I think that James Harden played, I think he played solid here today. We always want him to have more points. And I think that's just natural from us. And I get why we all want him to do that. But for James, uh, for, for, uh, for Joel Embiid, just control what you can, man. And I, and I think he'll be fired up. Um, losing here today and just wanting to get a job done in game five, man. Absolutely. What's up right now? I see you, man. Uh, what's up, the baby? We got the baby who's just on the TikTok. Now he's on here. We appreciate that, man. We appreciate the love. Uh, Jane Springer didn't contribute to having, I mean, Brian, he, he, he was just there in garbage time. Yeah, we're not going to criticize Jane's minutes and just garbage time. Raynell's ready for some baseball. We see you there, man. What's going on? Uh, Jay Kaufman. Okay, Jake Hoffman giving us a little bit of a game five prediction. He's got 126 to 119 Sixers win in five. Okay, we like that. We like it. What's up, Matt Bear? Today was a lot of fun, man. Today was a lot of fun. Shouts to Dolan's Bar. Shouts out to the Philly Sports Guy. Shouts out to the Eagle, Philadelphia Eagles, the Autism Awareness Program. They're doing a fantastic job. We had Swoop out there, Jordan Maialata. We had TikTokers. We had YouTubers. We had it all there. Uh, and Dolan Dolan's bar in really park PA. It was a great time, but would have been better if we could have gotten a Sixers win moving on to the next round. But hey, we'll be back at it on Monday, guys. We'll take care of business. It's okay. We're not, there's no need to panic. We will take care of this, but we'll be back at home. We'll be back at the fortress. There's no way in hell the Toronto Raptors are going to be going to have another game go back to toronto we will take care of business joel's gonna be okay james Harden's gonna go off as well tyrese max he's gonna go off to tobias harris continue doing his thing offensively and defensively as well thing everything will be just right but guys thank you to all who stood up with me and watched the sixers game recap i really do appreciate it and i know it was a late one we were we were out doing charity work we're hanging out in dolan so i really appreciate everyone coming on in here and checking this out Guys, make sure if you guys enjoyed this, make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already to join this Philly Sports family. We talk Philly Sports all the damn time. We'll have that Union Game recap out for you as well shortly. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And, of course, these all these videos get all rebroadcast in podcast form. You can find that in, on, um, in Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can find it under Oi in Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, well, Sixers at five. I'll talk to you guys soon.